0: To the Ambitious Introvert podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast paced, high stimulus, extrovert friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello and welcome back to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma-Louise and I'm taking a little break from the How I Think About series this week to try a different kind of content, but I will be back with more of my thoughts about many things pertaining to our business next week. So slight interruption this week, but market research has always shown me that behind-the-scenes content is really, really popular. And in the past, when I've done quarterly roundup podcast episodes, things like that, I've always gotten really good feedback. So as we're approaching the last week of the month of the first month of the year, I thought I would do kind of a little monthly roundup and share some things that have been going on. So share the kind of things that I've been working on behind the scenes, anything that I've changed in the business, any milestones that I've reached, Anything that I'm really loving at the moment, like books, tech, different accounts, podcasts, etc. And anything that I'm seeing that's kind of a common theme in the industry or anything that, you know, people are discussing or seems to be popular or unpopular. So really a bit of a mixed bag, but I just thought I would trial this and see how it goes. So as always, let me know if you enjoy this episode, you would like to hear more on of them on a monthly basis. More than happy to do that. So my January definitely got off to a slow start the first week or so. I I didn't really have a full week scheduled back. I only had a few client calls. It was very gloomy here in the UK. It was extremely grey and wet and cold. We've had a prolonged period of grey, wet, stormy weather here on the coast. And I am someone that suffers with SAD, seasonal affectation disorder, and I really struggled during all of Christmas and New Year and this first week of January. It was very, very dark to the point that the lights run in the household all day and night, which I really hate. I hate it when the house cannot be lit by natural light during the day. Don't ask me why. I think it just feels much more of a natural rhythm with that. So, definitely got off to a slow start. And apparently this was quite common because I had a few clients reach out and say the same thing, a few friends. And then I listened to an episode of the Expanded podcast, which I'll link in the show notes, one of my favourite podcasts. And they actually mentioned, oh, a lot of people were really unmotivated at the first week of the year and it had to do with the Cancer Full Moon. So that then made a lot of sense on top of everything else. But in the second week, I definitely hit my stride more. I had more things in the calendar, which ironically made me, I don't know, like get into gear, I guess. I had more client calls. I had some podcast recordings and that really kind of forced me, but in a good way, to create a routine. And also that Monday, the first Monday of the second week was blue skies. (laughs) It was still cold and windy, but it was blue skies. So I did feel a million times better and much more motivated. And I think the important thing for this and why I'm sharing is not to make ourselves wrong or to mean anything about us or to mean anything about our business. When we do have these times that we're slower and we don't feel quite as motivated, like even a week, it's such a tiny amount of time in the grand scheme of things that we can't really make a fair assessment of what's causing us to feel a certain way. You know, maybe we are out of alignment or maybe our business model's wrong or maybe you know, there's something off with our energy. But that can change so quickly. And feeling a certain way for, you know, five, six, seven days is not indicative of how we're going to feel the next week or the next month, et cetera. So this is why, and if you've been a regular listener, you've heard me say before, like looking at the external circumstance of what's going on, if we feel like that, like, okay, What's going on astrologically? What's going on with the weather? Have I been moving my body? Have I eaten well? Have I slept enough? But where am I in my cycle? All of these different things can really affect us. So rather than immediately making it a problem or thinking that there's something wrong that needs solving, it can just be nice to pause and wait and be like, okay, like let me just see if I feel like this the following week, which in my case, I felt completely different. And another thing I wanted to share that as, you know, sensitive empaths, as most of you are in my audience, we do get affected by the collective energy. And it has a massive impact on us. And this is really easy to forget. And one of my clients who is hugely spiritual was, you know, feeling like a bit of a meltdown that first week of January and I didn't feel motivated and all of this. And when we talked about the collective energy, even she said, you know, I forget so much about this. So, we really do absorb the energy of the collective. Literally, there is a global energy and all of that is affected by so many things like what is going on in the media, what is going on in world events, what is going on with the weather, what is going on astrologically. So sometimes it's not even anything to do with us or our business or our energy at all. We can just be really super affected by the collective and if you are someone that works with clients, that can be exacerbated even more. Like that first week, I had three people reach out to me in the same day talking about this. So it's really easy for me as a coach then to see, okay, there's a theme here. There's something going on and not make it mean anything. If you're sat there alone thinking these things and making them, you know, create a story and tell you that your business is all wrong and you need to burn it to the ground or you're not good enough to do this or whatever's coming through, like it, can be really hard to see that other people are feeling the same so that's kind of a privileged vantage point that I've got in that I'm able to make those connections and see oh this isn't an individual thing because this is going on for a number of people this is a collective thing so I just wanted to share that because it's really easy to forget about it and the impact that it has on us. So what else have I been working on this month? I have been working behind the scenes on the Ambitious Introvert Academy, which is my group program. It was formerly known as Startup to Scale Up and it's getting a refresh for 2023 and some upgrades based on the last round. So based on the feedback from the participants last time and based on my own observations of it as I took people through it. So One is being that we're actually extending the support for longer. So the support ended pretty much at the end of the program in the first round, which meant that, you know, everyone had all the information they needed, but a lot of them felt like, oh, now I have to go and implement and start marketing or, you know, start creating content and doing these things. And it felt really big to them because they had had support and calls and, you know, the support of other people and myself. And now suddenly they had to go and take it and do that alone. So we actually created a continuation offer and were able to support people in that way. But I wanted to make sure for the next round that there is a longer period after the end of the curriculum wraps up so that you still have the support there while you are implementing. Another change that I'm making is by bringing a co-coach. On board. So there's going to be even more support from now on. It's the lovely Kate Carter, who has been a friend of mine and been in my audience for a long time. She's a mindset and anxiety expert, and she works specifically with new business owners. So she really is the perfect person to provide that kind of support because the Academy is aimed at people that are brand new starting up their business or very early in their business and they want to make sure that they have the right foundations. So it's really the perfect blend of the strategic advice that I'll be offering during my calls and then the support for your own personal growth and overcoming those fears and that anxiety around starting your business is going to be supported by Kate. So I'm really excited for that. And there are going to be some podcast episodes coming up soon. Firstly, one where I'm interviewing Kate, so introducing her to you so you can get an idea of what it would be like to be in that kind of container with both of us. And also, I'll be recording one going more in depth about the program itself and sharing a lot more detail so you have all the information. In the meantime, the waitlist is now open for the Ambitious Introvert Academy. So if you are curious to learn more and see if the program could be a good fit for you, then do pop yourself on there. There's absolutely no obligation at all, but it just means that you'll be sent the information as soon as I have it available to look over it and make a decision. I will pop the link to that waitlist in the show notes. I've also been finalising my new branding and web copy during January and starting the web design process for the new website. I've been sourcing new podcast guests, which has been really interesting. I've been looking much more for this year. I really want to share more behind the scenes and more about how people are building their business or their journey, what they've overcome, what they've learned and how we can share that. So previous guests, you know, have been a mix of that, but also I've brought in experts to talk about a specific thing, you know, like PR or Pinterest or LinkedIn, which is great. And those episodes, of course, are still there in the archives, but I really want to bring in people that have built a business or that are building a business so that you can hear from their actual experiences So I'm really keen to share from people who are a little bit different in terms of my business. So maybe like econ businesses or people that have got very different business and marketing model. Also actively looking to share more from LGBTQ community, from the BIPOC, neurodivergent entrepreneurs, because so many people now are realizing that neurodivergence is affecting their business. So, bringing in people that have built businesses with those kind of challenges so that you can hear what it's like. So, it's been really interesting. I've had like so many people apply. It's really great to look through and see the value and the different conversations that I'm going to be able to bring. So, I've already started to record some of those, which is great. They're going to be released from March onwards. What else has been going on? So, my one on one coaching is full until at least March when there may be one space. So right now it's working on the Academy, as I mentioned, and also mapping out the launch of the Quiet Power Mastermind for Q2. I am I'm really excited to do this. I had to scrap the Mastermind last year. I plan to launch it twice and during the first week of the first launch, the kind of pre-launch week, I realised that I had long COVID, it was just four weeks after I'd had COVID, but I really wasn't getting any better. I I recognized what it was and my energy and I really had to make the difficult decision because at that point I didn't have the capacity to carry my one-on-one clients and start at scale up as it was then, now the academy, and then hold the mastermind on top as well as the marketing that, that went with it. So I made that decision. Having run the mastermind four times previously. I didn't run it at all last year and I really missed it because I really love facilitating that container. So I've been mapping out the launch of that and how that's going to look like. And I've also been looking at my content plan because I've got lots of ideas for fresh content, especially sharing more around clients, such as like case studies and how we've achieved certain results and giving a lot more context to that rather than, you know, hey, my client had a 10k month or whatever, actually looking at, okay, where was this client when they came to me? What did we do? What did we implement? What worked well? What didn't? How did they actually get to that result? Because I think that transparency is super important. So I'm looking at creating a marketing system to share more of that regularly and effectively and looking at the best ways? Is that as podcasts? Is it as blog posts, newsletters? How does that work? So all of that, like, I don't have an answer right now, but those are the thoughts that are going through my mind. And that's kind of a work in progress that's also going on during January. And something that I realised I didn't share anywhere were my words of the year. And yes, a little bit late to the party, I guess, because everyone's sharing that around New Year's. But I decided this year to have two Because I decided that one was more about my personal life and one was more about business. And while they do cross over, I also try to make sure that there are boundaries there between the two. And of course, each word will work well in the other sphere as well. But I just find it helpful to me to separate the two so I can be like, oh, this is a life focus. So my personal word of the year is rituals and my business word of the year is depth i'll share a little bit more about why so the rituals thing it's in my human design chart over and over again that patterns and routines are really important to me and in the gene keys it's actually my radiance and my health is created by routines and patterns so there's no denying that it is a very important thing and I am so consistent in my business, and I have been now for almost three years. And I've seen the results of that consistency. But I am definitely less consistent in my personal life. I'm less consistent with habits, especially with health and fitness and all of that. And I think part of it is that I work shifts for so long. I work shifts for 23 years. So I never had a routine. You know, I was up at all hours, and my days off fell on different days, and it it was really difficult to do anything on a consistent, regular basis because of the timing. But also, my energy was so up and down, so I've just never had that. Literally, since I left school, I've not had a routine. So I think that is definitely part of it, and finding the way between having no routine at all and creating that without it feeling without it feeling too restrictive. And another reason I chose ritual is I think the word routine can sound really boring. And I've done a lot of work with clients on this as well about there's something about having your own business and you feel like you want it to be, you know, flowy and spontaneous and all of that. But actually when we do have the routines and the consistency, it's way more effective and for our energy over the long term so bringing that into personal did i think it would be boring i don't know did i feel like routine sounded dull restrictive like did i have some resistance to that very likely but it's knowing now that if i view it as a ritual and understanding that it's going to have a positive impact a ritual feels much feels much more luxurious to me like yes i want to participate in this ritual like okay, i think of like if it sounds relaxing and fun and nice, whereas a routine feels very much like a chore, I've got to tick off. So again, this is why I love language. This is why I love NLP. This is why I love English, because a slight change in the word that means a certain thing has a completely different energy for me. So that is why ritual is my personal word. And my business word is depth. And I toyed between depth and mastery. And I was, it was very close and there is definitely an overlap of them. And the reason for this is that I've seen so many, I've seen so much in the online space now, and I've seen so many different business models and I have tried, you know, different things and adapted them and seen what I enjoy the most and what works best for my clients. And I realized that depth is the thing. I work so much better when I'm in a long-term container. And I've got long-term support from someone that I'm able to go very deep with. And my clients are the same. So of my one-on-one clients now, a number of them have been with me since 2020. The majority have been with me since 2021. And I've got three now signed up for the rest of the year because these people want to commit. They want that long-term growth and they see the benefit, you know, in... Staying there, not coach hopping, not looking for the next quick thing, not looking for the shiny object syndrome, but having that commitment in terms of, you know, their own commitment to say, yes, I'm committed to my business and to showing up for it for the next 12 months. But being able to have someone that you can go really deep with because they have the time and space and opportunity to get to know you and understand you. So a depth came from that. And it also came from even content. You know, I love to create content that is a little bit longer. You know, my podcasts generally go probably a little bit deeper than a lot of people's. I really want to get back into writing longer newsletters, potentially blog posts. I feel very restricted by Instagram with 2000 characters. That's why I don't create content just for it because it feels very, I don't know, feels very shallow, I guess, the opposite of deep. That's why I've never really been into reels or any of these things that are super quick because I don't process information like that. And I'm realizing that the clients I work best with also don't. And the reason that I kind of overlapped with mastery was that I love to learn more about what I'm doing. I'm not really great at knowing a little bit about a lot of things. I, When I find something that I'm really interested in, I like to go deep with it and you know, human design and the gene keys are an example of this. That's not something that I do in my business. My one-on-one clients do get a human design reading, not with me, with a certified reader, but that's more so we can use that as the basis for creating their perfect business model. But It's something that I just love in life. It's something that I read a lot. It's something that I dip in and out of. And it's not the kind of thing that you can read once and then you've got all the information and that's it. It's, it does require some depth and it does require layers of understanding. So the same with, you know, coaching. I'm always looking. Are there different certifications? More things have been learned about the brain all of the time. We're always getting new coaching modalities and I love to go deep and learn and understand more about that. So. That is why I came up with rituals and depth, which, like I say, do kind of cross over into into both. And here's an example of depth crossing over into personal, actually. I was listening to the expanded podcast again, and I was going back and listening to some of the older episodes that I hadn't heard before. And there was a great quote about knowledge versus wisdom. And the guy that was being interviewed basically said, Like You can have all of this information, you can keep collecting knowledge, but if you're not integrating it and actually using it in your life, then it's not wisdom. It's just more information. And that really struck a chord with me. It was a big aha moment. I was driving at the time and I can still remember exactly where I was driving. So that's how I know that it was a big aha moment because there was an emotional reaction with it. And I thought, my gosh, I've read so many books so many books. I read, if you're on my newsletter, you know, I probably read a book every week or two and over the last 10 years, I don't even want to think about how many books I've got on my Kindle and it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Then I thought, how many books have I read that I've loved but I've not actually implemented it? I've not actually implemented all of that information, I'm just accumulating knowledge which is helpful because I retain that knowledge, and you know, I get to share it with clients and and other people. But also, I want to live this as well, and I need to integrate it and actually bring it into my life. So, basically, I committed to purchasing no new books this year, no new books in twenty twenty three, but rereading those that, like I said, I really enjoyed, but I maybe haven't taken action on and seeing them from a different perspective as well, because. Some of these are from 2013. I really started my personal development journey. So clearly I've grown and changed a lot in 10 years. My life is completely different than it was 10 years ago. And that information may land really differently now or speak to me in a different way. So I'm excited to start delving back in. And I've started with I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, which is a great personal finance book. Very kind of no BS personal finance at the time I read it, I didn't implement it because I was following another finance system at that time. But now a lot of things have changed. I'm self-employed versus in a salaried position, so I'm really keen to see if this system would actually work better for me. So straight away, as soon as I went back into it, it felt really good because I had that familiarity with the subject matter, but I could also also start to see how. Ah, you know, I think differently about that now than when I read it 10 years ago. So really excited to implement that. And I've already got five or six other books in mind that I know once I look through my Kindle, there are going to be so many more that I'm excited to dive back into. So that is my, almost my little challenge to myself for the year is going back and going deeper on those things rather than just accumulating more knowledge. And on a personal level, in line with my rituals word as well, I'm committing to a full body deep tissue massage once per month, which feels amazing. And eventually when I am able to pay myself more salary from the business, I plan for that to be once per week. But for now, it's once per month, building up to it. I used to go much more regularly for massages. And then with life changes, like I left my job, I was traveling a lot to Switzerland to freelance, and then COVID and we're in lockdown. I really fell out of the habit. And recently a new place opened in my town that does sports therapy, deep tissue massage, house stone massage. And so when I go, I'm immediately booking in for the next month at the end of that appointment. So I can make sure that I'm consistent. So I don't go home and then forget about it and time runs away with me. So that is something that I am committed to in my rituals. Uh, what else can I share with you? So this is important. February will be the last chance to win a free session with me for reviewing the podcast. So that has been there since day one. I pick one reviewer every month and they get a free 45-minute session with me. But that is going to be wrapping up at the end of February. There will still be an incentive as a thank you for reviewing the show in the future. I'm currently working on that. But next month is the last time that it will be a one-on-one session that's available. So this is your kind of four-minute warning to get that review in if you've been thinking about it. I would love you to support the podcast in that way and hear your thoughts about it and for you to have the chance to win that remaining one-on-one session. So make sure you screenshot your review before you press submit and then send it over to me on Instagram, email, Facebook, however you like to connect, just so that I know that it's you because we've all got like with iTunes names or if you are actually outside of the UK, I wouldn't even see your review on iTunes because I only see the UK based ones. So make sure that you screenshot before you send it away and then send it over to me to see so I can add you into the draw. So I'm going to wrap up. I think that is pretty much my overview of what my January has been like. Wishing you a fantastic start to February. And as ever, if there's anything in this episode that really helped you, resonated with you, that you loved hearing, then I would love to hear that from you. You can message me on Instagram at emmalouparks, over on Facebook, or email me hello at emmalouparks.com. All of those links are in the show notes. But hearing this really helps me to create content that is useful to you and that I know you want more of. So please don't be shy. I would love to hear what resonated. And I will catch you next week when we'll be back with the How I Think About series. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.